0: Hi, this is Brad Wewell with the estate of the nation and this is a heck of a country and we've got a lot of stuff going on politically as usual we've got stuff going on with courts and regulators heck we've got legislatures we've got all these groups sometimes individuals I guess the, the president's an individual we've got all these people who are trying to improve our lives and by guys they're giving it the best shot aren't they and out there does anybody feel like their life has been improved i'm not so sure your life has been improved i'm i'm pretty certain my life has not been improved by this bunch but they're a bunch of busy darn little beavers and they are ready to come back into our lives in a few short days and help us uh, with uh, the problems that they perceive that they have and come up with solutions for the problems that we don't think we have and the solutions they're going to come up with will probably make things worse. So, you know, uh, welcome to the 21st century. And uh, although I I think this is something that's not new, uh, it's just something that uh, we all think is new. I'm a student of history. And when you go back in history, there is always something. Something and it's always been the same. And, uh, you know, if if you look at songs, and Billy Joel has a great song, We Didn't Start the Fire. Uh, if you listen to the lyrics of We Didn't Start the Fire, it just goes on and on and on about all the little historical niblets that have occurred pretty much since World War II and going all the way up through the Cola Wars, and I'm sure most of my listeners have never heard about Cola War, but. The Cola Wars, he has a brief little snippet on Cola Wars, were when Pepsi and Coke decided to go after each other on price and advertising, and it was, uh, it was quite the thing. But even Cola Wars, as obscure uh, as a concept as that is, uh, that was something that started the country way back then. And so it is always going to be something, I uh, don't get too stressed about this, folks. Um, you know there's a lot of things to stress out about COVID being one of them, uh, politics really kind of not being one of them. It's always going to change and who's ever is in office now and we with the presidential election they said this is the most important election of our lifetime and guess what they said four years ago? That was the most important election in our lifetime and guess what they said eight years ago? That was the most important election in our lifetime and 12 years ago and 16 years ago and 20 years ago. It's always the most important election of our time. Well, maybe it's not. Okay, maybe it is. I don't know, but we're not going to deal with that today. That's not relevant to necessarily estate planning, but it is relevant to the estate of the nation because these politicians and regulators and courts are always doing things that will affect estate planning. So one of the things we're going to talk about today is what do I do with my estate and, and what changes do I need to make if I have a plan and what do I need to do to get started if I don't have a plan or get started making the changes I need to get started with because the old one's out of date. And people think uh, ladies and gentlemen, that doing an estate plan, doing a will, that's we're going to do a will, I'm gonna get you, we're going to go see the lawyer, we're going to do the will, we're going to get on LegalZoom, we're going to do the will, whatever. They think that that is like the rest of their life, right? A snapshot. We're going to take a picture and the picture is going to look like we want the future to look and everything's going to work out Then the kids are going to be happy and our money's going to go to them and they don't have to work anymore. This is a a big thing with folks. I'm gonna give my kids so much money that they never have to work. Well if you're the kid that never has to work that sounds like a pretty good deal but in my experience people that don't work because they receive a large inheritance can really be a problem. We all hear trust babies and all that so we'll get back to trust babies uh, perhaps in another broadcast but people think that an estate plan is a snapshot. It doesn't need to change that it's always going to be the same, that we got the right people in the right place and the right timing, and it's completely 100% incorrect. Okay, It's just flat wrong. So we're going to start this morning with things you can do to improve your estate plan, and then we'll circle back around to what we talked about the last podcast about things you need to do to make sure you get something in place so that nothing tragically happens. If we have time, we'll drill down on that. If we don't have enough time, we'll drill down on it on our next podcast. But let's go back to the picture. And if your life looks like a picture that it never changes, well, good luck with that. Uh, You're a whole lot different than anybody that I know, and you're a whole lot different than me. My life, frankly, ladies and gentlemen, your life is a video. It's not a snapshot. And it's always changing. And unfortunately, it's not a Hollywood-produced video where we've got a script, and we have actors, and people are going to hit their mark, and they're going to say it the right way, and if it doesn't work out, we're going to reshoot the scene, and the script is very clear, and even the right, the right um, accents are going to be used to make this as realistic as possible. Unfortunately, that's not how my video has played out and it's not how your video has played out. It's completely frustrating sometimes and exhilarating at other times and really fun at other times and really sad at other times, but it's always changing and it's completely unscripted and oftentimes it feels like it's random. I don't think it's random, but oftentimes it feels very random. So let's kind of step back and talk about if you have a will already. Even if you have a living trust, and we'll talk about trust maybe a little bit later if we have time on that too. But if you have a will, what's changed in your life so that your will is more effective when you pass away and not just, again, this picture that was taken 20 years ago? And you know, when I go back to my hometown of Quincy, Illinois, uh, there are picture books there that I can open a picture book and I can see the picture of the family 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 20 years ago, maybe 10 years ago. And we all look different. And you we laugh at the pictures from 20 or 30 years ago. I can't imagine that I looked like that. Well, you did look like that, but that's not how you look today. That's not how you look today. Today you look skinnier, plumper, more wrinkled, uh, maybe less hair. Maybe your hair has been colored now. Who knows? But it's all changed since we took that picture 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, and we have to realize that that's how our estate plans work too. So the first problem that we see here at the Wewell Law Firm in our people who walk into our door and they, they come in because they know this problem is that they've got uh, the wrong people in place. So the people that walk in here that have documents that need to be replaced with new ones typically come in with a document, a will, let's say, that was done 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Oftentimes people come in when their kids are now adults. And they originally did a will because they were responsible parents and they wanted to make sure that they've got guardians named for the kids in case both mom and dad were killed tragically at the same time and the kids would go to the right people. Very good idea, very laudatory mom and dad. You're responsible citizens, responsible parents. Good, 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 good. But uh, unless you change your plan to let you know your sister, your brother, your cousin, your mother, whoever you put in there to be the executor and the guardian of your kids, well the kids are now 30 years old, they're 35 years old, they're 25 years old, hell, they're 45 years old. And we don't need mom and Aunt Mabel uh, to raise the kids anymore. And We don't need mom or Aunt Mabel as the executor. In fact, Aunt Mabel died three years ago. And mom is dementia, so we don't have anybody and that's a real problem. The kids, of course, would find it very unsettling to have somebody, Uncle Frank, who doesn't have dementia, but he's about 83, step in and start administering the estate uh, for them, their parents' estate, because mom and dad didn't update their documents and they didn't get Uncle Frank off and put Junior and Sissy and Sally and Mary, the real kids, or whoever they're going to have on there as in place to make decisions to distribute the money to pay the bills to make sure it's invested properly during a period of time that it's quote under administration to make sure everything's done accordingly to make sure they can even walk into court and testify in front of a judge that this is the last will and that they are there to be administered uh, appointed excuse me as executors so if you don't have the right people in place, you know, it goes beyond, of course, embarrassing. Yeah, sure, we sure should have done that. Sorry, kids, we're dead, we don't care. Uh, But it goes to the heart of where um, people can screw up, where people can fight. Uh, Poor Uncle Frank, uh, let's just say this is an estate of a half a million dollars, and a half a million dollars frankly is a lot of money but around these parts half a million dollars is probably just the equity in your home uh, homes are so expensive now uh... in the uh... austin texas area that holy cow half a million dollars is a nice house but it's certainly not uh... not a mansion it's not the ritz it's a frankly a pretty average home in austin texas but uncle frank at eighty three uh... again doesn't have dementia good for uncle frank but he's gonna have to Uh, talk to the kids, figure out what to do with the house, maybe sell the house, find the realtor, uh, get it closed, or if we're gonna divide the house out to the kids, get the lawyer to do the deeds, or maybe one kid doesn't want it, they'd rather have cash. And there's also cash in this estate, and maybe there's stocks and bonds in this estate. And Uncle Frank is the one who's gonna have to make sure it's invested properly, and he's gonna have to talk to financial advisor, and Uncle Frank, frankly may not have any experience with money outside of paying his his regular monthly bills. Uh, Uncle Frank is a good guy, well, well loved and trusted, but Uncle Frank would probably be at this stage of the game woefully inadequate to be the executor under the will and we need to get the kids in place so we have somebody else, somebody that is to use a term more with it and more sophisticated, frankly, to be the executor of this estate. And we don't have to put Uncle Frank at risk. And what I mean by putting Uncle Frank at risk is if Uncle Frank is appointed by the court as the executor, he has legal duties and he also has legal liability. He has what's called a fiduciary duty. And a fiduciary duty, ladies and gentlemen, is the absolute highest legal duty you can owe to anybody. Anybody. And as an attorney, I am a fiduciary toward our clients. I cannot do anything to benefit me over my clients. I I must make sure I cross the T's and dot the I's. And if I don't, uh, frankly, I can get sued. And that's why we carry malpractice insurance don't want to have to have it, nice to have if you need it. Uncle Frank, on the other hand, may not have any assets to get if he screws this up, to get sued. We're we going to sue Uncle Frank. You want to sue Uncle Frank because he did this, well Uncle Frank did something that he may have done by accident, maybe he got bad advice, but nevertheless, we got a problem inside of this estate that Uncle Frank created because Uncle Frank didn't know what he was doing and wasn't educated enough to know he was doing something incorrectly. And now we got a mess. And when you have a mess in an estate, ladies and gentlemen, it can be an expensive mess and it can be an emotional expense. And just getting back to Uncle Frank, I mean, Uncle Frank sure screwed this up. But I'm not going to sue Uncle Frank. Are you going to sue Uncle Frank? And if you screw, sue Uncle Frank, well, his kids our first cousins who were very close to. What are they going to think about us suing Uncle Fred, their father, about all this stuff? We're going to get together with them at holidays. We're going to see them at family reunions. Is there going to be another family reunion? Uh, frankly, probably not. So you need to look at your current estate plan, ladies and gentlemen. If you've done one, and that's again, we talked last time. We're going to talk probably every time, about if you have an estate plan, because you need to get one more than you probably need anything else. You need to get an estate plan in place, but if you have one in place, you need to make sure it's up to date with the correct people making the right decisions and people capable of making the right decisions, not just somebody who was convenient. And let's go back to what I said just a second ago, liability issues. And I mentioned this the last time we talked too. Whoever serves is going to put their own personal assets at some risk. Now, this is not serving as an executor of a relatively straightforward uh, will, is not, uh, to use the term rocket science, but on the other hand, there are legal requirements that must be met, and so we need people who can do those and who aren't going to be stressed out. If the estate's not half a million, maybe the estate's a million dollars. So we got the five hundred thousand dollar house here in Austin, Texas, which again seems to be the more uh, average price now almost. And then the deceased also had maybe I don't know what three hundred thousand in an IRA and two hundred thousand dollars in savings and. Whatever. Now we're talking about a million-dollar estate. A lot of people would be very nervous about managing a million-dollar estate, and frankly, probably should be. It's a lot of money, and they don't want to make a mistake. And they've never really had a financial advisor. They don't get their taxes done with a CPA. They go to H&R Block uh, or Jackson Hewitt, or they do it themselves. It's a pretty easy return. But now they're going to be thrust into these roles that they're unfamiliar with that are stressful, that are scary, and again, one false move, and technically they could be sued. Well, you we are going to sue Uncle Frank. Hell yeah, we're going to sue Uncle Frank. He screwed this thing up. I don't care about his kids. I don't care about him. He made a mistake. Let's go sue Uncle Frank for breach of fiduciary duty. It happens all the time, guys. It happens all the time. That's why there are probate litigators out the wazoo. These are lawyers who sue people over mistakes oftentimes made by an executive. Maybe made innocently but nevertheless made. So you need to get the right people in place if you have children and your children are adults. It's probably time to put them in place. You don't want to name an 18 year old and you don't want to name a 21 year old and probably don't want to name a 25 year old but somebody over 30 or somebody perhaps younger who's extraordinarily mature is uh, again uh, better in many 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 respects to name an Uncle Frank the 83 year old uncle who was originally named in the will and we didn't change the will so Uncle Frank's still in there well it's time ladies and gentlemen to change the will to give you a, a little bit different perspective on this the According to the only statistic I've been able to find, the average age of an estate plan in the United States is 19.6 years old, okay? That's 20 years old. Now, let's roll back the clock 20 years. Who was the president 20 years ago today? And this is uh, December 29th. Uh, 2020, the president 20 years ago today was Bill Clinton. Has anything changed in your life since Bill Clinton was president? I don't know. One would think it has. If it hasn't, well, uh, uh, welcome back Rip Van Winkle, right? But of course things have. And so people change, and you need to get the right people in place so that the right people are in place and can make the right decisions in the right way and get this thing administered correctly when you pass away and you don't leave behind, guys and girls, a huge mess. And one of the elements of uh, grieving is anger. And we all want to think that when we pass away there's going to be this funeral and, and whether you're going to have your body laid out in a casket or there's going to be a big old urn someplace at the funeral home and people are going to be there and there, of course we want them crying. Um, I certainly want everybody crying at my funeral, don't you? And then you want them laughing of course of the wonderful stories that were to be told about you and you want them you know to have a nice maybe funeral meal afterwards and uh, people reacquaint themselves and family members, of course, at this stage of life only see each other at weddings and funerals. So we need to have a nice meal so people can catch up on things and more modern funerals and uh, funeral meals are probably going to have a bar. So let's kind of get everybody liquored up and, and just there, this wonderful time thinking about you and how great of a person you are and were. Sorry, nice to know you. But if you leave behind this massive mess, then you're going to have a lot of people angry at you and they will stay angry at you and their inheritance will be spent on lawyers trying to undo the mess that you left behind. And it's not something pretty and it's not something you want, but it's something that will happen in many, many cases because the people who did the will thought it was a photograph, thought it was a snapshot, not a video, and they never, ever, ever went back to get it redone. And you can, it's not that hard to do, folks. I mean, at the We Will Law Firm, we don't charge for the first visit uh, to look at a will, to give you a direction, and if you want to hire us to redo your will, we're happy to do that. Uh, you can call us. We've got four offices. We've got one in Austin, San Antonio, Horseshoe Bay, and in, in Austin. Horseshoe Bay, Georgetown, Austin, and San Antonio. Four offices. And we can meet people all over the country. Uh, we've got client colleagues in other states. So if you're hearing this and you're in another state, we can connect you with a lawyer in another state. Uh, if you live someplace else in Texas, we do Zoom meetings with people outside of the Austin area. We're happy to help you with that, too. There are other lawyers out there. There are other things you can do. The bottom line is, the guys and girls, you just need to do it to get the right people in place. And let's talk just a little bit more about the right people with the right stuff. And the right people with the right stuff, there's another group of people in this will. And while we already mentioned them once, we're gonna go back to this concept of guardians for your minor children. Okay, so if you did a will back when your kids were younger, two, three, four, five, and now they're 15, 16, 17, and you pass away, they're still gonna need a guardian. They're not adults, they can't manage money, they can't have money. Uh, They can't make healthier decisions for themselves. The law considers them an incapacitated person. The law considers them uh, as if they had dementia or Alzheimer's. They're not capable of making an informed, intelligent, mature is probably the best word, decision about their finances or their health care, where they're going to go to school and what school they're going to go to, so those older kids also need a guardian. And perhaps the guardians that you picked when the kids were three, four, and five are thoroughly inadequate. Now, they're the wrong people. And they may be wrong people because maybe they got divorced in the last 10 years. Certainly could have, right? Uh, Maybe you moved in the last 10 years. Certainly could have, right? Uh, Maybe you've changed states that big of a move. And they're back there and you're here Maybe you picked your parents, and again, the parents are in their 80s. Do your 80-year-old parents really want to take responsibility for raising your teenage son or daughter? I don't. (laughs) Let me just say, I don't want to have a damn thing to do with your teenage children and raising them. My goodness, uh, I've got other things I'd much rather do at night, go home, have a nice meal, perhaps a cocktail, and uh, watch my favorite uh, video on Netflix, I do not want to raise uh, a snappy, um, disrespectful 15, 16, 17-year-old teenager Thanks anyway. So dumping those kids back on the people that you had originally is crazy. It is crazy. And it's crazy for those people. And, and one other thing to point out, those people don't have to take your kids. there's no law that says they have to accept the guardianship of your kids and if they don't accept it and there's nobody else then the court is gonna have to go out to extended family and try to find somebody and the kids may go to foster care while they're doing this no kidding foster care so you need somebody who's a little more relevant think about this too if you've got the wrong people in place for your teenagers and they're back home, or again, back where you came from. I came from Quincy, Illinois. I got my mama in Quincy, Illinois. She's gonna raise my 17-year-old, 15-year-old, 13-year-old kids. (laughs) And you're gonna, first the kids lose their parents, and then they're ripped out of the school and out of their circle of friends and shipped halfway across the country to be raised by people they see at Christmas and maybe once in the summer. Uh, I, 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 you got the picture that is, I think you used the word uh, a few minutes ago, that is crazy. Okay, It's also cruel. And so if you have uh, people named as guardians in your will, and you did the right thing back then because at least you got somebody named to raise your kids when they were little bitty. But again, ladies and gentlemen, this is a video. It's not snapshot it's not a picture okay it's a video and those people aren't the right people anymore we need new people then you need to get new people okay and you need to get them going right away because I can't tell you nor you can you predict when something's going to happen and you're going to be unable to take care of them and they're going to have to go to somebody else so We need to make sure we have the right executors in place. And we need to make sure we have the right guardians in place. We need to make sure that we are updated for the law because the law changes too. The law changes, now I tell people, about every 15 minutes. And the law changes now about every 15 minutes. Now, if you've got a very straightforward plan without a lot of moving parts, you can sit back and put your feet up, have a cup of coffee, and go, well, I don't want the law ain't gonna affect me, I don't have that much. But the law does affect you. And it affects you in a couple of ways that are just, I'm gonna hit these quickly, but we're gonna come back to them in future podcasts. But one of the ways the law is going to affect you is how your children receive the money. And if you've got it going to them in equal shares, well and good, if you went to a lawyer, not some online stuff, but if you went to a lawyer, the lawyer would have probably built into your will a little trust. That says that when you die, the kids are too little to have it. We already talked about that. They're too young under the law to manage money. It'll go into a little trust for them. Managed by somebody, a little trustee, who's usually the same person as the executor, and they invest the money and they distribute the money for the kids so that the kids get the money the right way at the right time but one of the big changes in the law that just occurred in 2020 good old 2020 everybody love 2020 rest in peace 2020 is a law called the secure act which changes how people get their inheritance from a retirement account and i would bet good money that virtually everybody who's listening to this podcast has a retirement account and you can't should not name your children as the beneficiary of your retirement account or your life insurance if they're minors. Because if you do that, then the money's gonna come in to them and they're going to get it. And they're because they're not 18, they'll have to have somebody appointed by a judge to manage it for them. And then at 18, they get all the money. Good idea, bad idea. Horrible idea, crazy idea, but that's what you're doing. Now you can say, and we help our clients do this, coordinate the beneficiary designations on the life insurance retirement accounts with the trust in the will. But the law regarding retirement accounts was changed by the Secure Act, and you need to get an updated will with the updated language so your kids can maybe save some taxes Uh, and get to keep more of your retirement account, because the CURE Act is a cataclysmic change uh, in the law, the biggest change in the law, I would say, in the last five years anyway, and that's a big change. So there's a lot of things you need to do, and there's a lot of things you need to do now. So don't rest comfortably with the idea, I did a will, everything's done, I've got it in place, it's a snapshot it's a really good snapshot nothing's changed i'm telling you virtually everything has changed and you need to get on it so at the we will law firm we're happy to help you Again, we've got uh five lawyers we got six one starting next week a seventh will start in the summer now this is all we do we don't do divorce we don't do dwi we just do estate planning we'd be happy to help you we would be honored to help you we don't charge financial consultation, which can be by Zoom or in person. Uh, but please consider giving us a call at 512 480 8828, 512 480 8828. Our website is TexasTrustLaw.com. TexasTrustLaw.com. There you can download our books. We've got four books you can download. You can read some of our 200 plus five star Google reviews. You can learn more about us, and we'd be happy to answer questions you might have regarding this. But get it done, ladies and gentlemen. Get it done. This is Brad Wewell with the Wewell Law Firm. This is the estate of the nation. We'll be back with another podcast soon. Thank you for listening.